On that note, I want to welcome everybody to the Thursday night edition of The World According to That Man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome the rumblers, the ranters, the truthers. I want to welcome everybody that's been downloading this podcast and everybody that's giving it the great reviews and everybody that's been watching on Rumble. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we are greatly appreciative of it. Thank you. And uh, remind everybody, sign up, benstein.substack.com. And we are here tonight with at Mandy Gunasekra on Truth Social. She's running for some big wig job in Mississippi that people could help her out with. Why don't you tell them what that is, Mandy? It's public service commissioner in the Northern District. And how do people give to you? They can follow all my campaign activities at mandy.ms or on Truth or Twitter. At there Mississippi. Yeah. Very good. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> it is actually pretty exciting. I got to be honest. It's incredibly exciting. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, really it's, wonderful. It's, it's very exciting. And of course, the show would not be complete without America's humble servant. Multiple Emmy Award winner, speechwriter to two presidents, economist, historian, statistician, math, mathematician, comedy, comedian, icon, iconoclast. Most importantly. And 16-minute 60 60 man. 60-minute man. Okay. Uh, I don't get the reference, but there you are. Well, I'll explain it to you when you grow up. Uh, thank you. And, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mandy got it right away. Good for you, Mandy. Mandy. As far as one here, good for you, Mandy. Good for you. Of course. Mandy, you're so much smarter than Judith. It's a joke. Okay, God bless you. And of course, uh, I don't think Mandy got it. And of course, most... I, uh, think she, I, think she, I think she got it. I think she got it. I think they got it in Mississippi. And of course, most importantly, you are a husband, a father, and a grandfather. And second, most importantly, you are the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Yes, the doctor. Exactly. Doctor of 60 Minutes. Doctor of providing happiness to my patients for 60 minutes. Uh, I thought it was 50 minutes. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. 60. It's song 60 minutes. No, uh, sorry, Jude. I'll explain it to you when you grow up. Okay. Thank you. Well, great way to start off the show by insulting me. Thank you very much. No, it's not insulting you. Judith, do you think it's insulting if you walked into your algebra class and your out teacher said, I'm going to help you understand how to create an equation and help you solve a problem? I would appreciate if you did it uh, sort of immediately because I'm, I'm sure there are people. Oh, no, that are, I'll do it. I'll, I will do it later. But I'm sure there are people Judith, that are listening. I, I, Judah, 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 I am in love. I've told you a million times. I am in loco parentis to you. And I've told you that a million times. Uh, true. I'm still true. I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Well, there you are, Judas. You can't blame me if you didn't study Latin in high school. <laughs> I'm definitely not blaming you, but I did study Aramaic. Okay, everybody, welcome to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And uh, we were, Mandy, uh, you might, you've never asked us, but out of. Uh, Ben and I were talking today about how long it is we've known each other, and uh, it's been close to 20 years at this point, and we met at a 12-step uh, meeting. Uh, we met at a 12-step meeting at a place called Cedar sinai Medical Center, um, where uh, it was what? a very, po very popular meeting, and it was extremely nearly impossible to get a seat. Uh, I'm sure Ben could. It was very hard, so a bunch of people that were standing outside, Ben, led the way, found a room upstairs pretty much and started a meeting. And uh, it was a great meeting. A great it, was, meeting. It, was, it was probably one of the most fun meetings I've ever been to in my life. And it lasted quite a while. 
And uh, during the meeting, I shared something. And afterwards, he said, very funny, very funny. Where do you go to meetings? And I shared with him, I used to go to this place called Dublin's or the Key Club at noon. And um, and we started going to the Key Club at noon, a club. And it's an actual nightclub that's now since shut down. Oh, I at, didn't even uh, know it. I did not even know it was shut down. Yeah, it, it shut down. But I, and ben, ben really wrote a, a very cool piece. I remember this is 20 years ago or 19 years ago for The Spectator at this point about finding God at, at, at noon at a club on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California, or West Hollywood in this case, but neither here nor there. And I just thought it was an amazing, you never know where you're going to find God or spirituality. Right, but I will tell, it's exactly right, Judah, and well put. And I will say, as far as I'm concerned, you find God more at 12-step meetings at least I do, than I've uh, ever found him anywhere else, although I do believe I am married to an actual goddess. So there you are. So, Mandy, if you were ever curious, that's how the two of us met. And uh, you don't have to comment on it, but... Uh, that's it, Mandy looks so beautiful and so intelligent. It's really wonderful. It's a combination I rarely see outside my own home. Um, I don't, <laughs> well, I mean, I see my wife. I see her nurse. And uh, that's beauty and intelligence. Well said. And by the way, Ben's fudge is not homemade. It's made at a few different stores. We're not going to say those stores. No, no, that's not true. It's it's all made at a place called Kelly's Coffee and Fudge Factory. It's in Beverly Hills. It's actually in the Beverly Hills Library. And it is there because so many people go, so many Mm -hmm. kids go there to study. They wanted to have a place where people could get quick nourishment. Uh, it's actually not made at your house. Yes, obviously it's made on, at, at, at an establishment somewhere. And I was I was thinking a lot about this today, about the thought of empathy and why it's such an important thing to have. And it's a it's a real it, it's a ble- it, it's a blessing. To I believe you're born with it. You could hone it. And I just believe some people just don't have it. It's just not in them. No matter they could try to fake it, but it's not there. And um, Ben, I don't know if you saw this today, but obviously the, uh, the, the, fentanyl, the fentanyl crisis in our country is in, absolutely insane. And this woman uh, was, I guess, in front of uh, uh, Mandy. She was in front of the, uh, the Democrats and, and the Biden, congressional, committee, the yeah. congressional committee. And uh, uh, Biden had made an extremely flippant remark about uh, this woman that lost two sons to the fentanyl crisis. Mm-hmm. That it's just it incredible. That no, didn't, incredible. It, it didn't incredible. happen on his watch, which was a response to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yet there's been an influx of at least 22 percent of fentanyl since he's been in office. And you'd think somebody and this you you can't teach this. And you'd think somebody that had all the grave losses that he's had and the traumas that he's had terrible also some for the country for our right. behalf of the country no no i don't but that's not that's actually not true that's not how he died that's how biden says sometimes that he died oh you're kidding no he died he died of a brain tumor and well, um, i did not know that well god yeah. bless his soul yeah, so right but exactly to my point is you think it doesn't matter on whose watch this happened. This woman lost two kids. Uh, obviously, she'll never wow. she'll wow. never uh, be a normal again uh, in any which way. And it's it's a funny thing, Ben. Uh, Trump, who had this real bravado and real, but he also had a real empath- empathetic side. And mm-hmm. 
so yeah, there you are. That's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Is the I'm glad you're there. May I jump in because I'm by far the older as as between me and the beautiful Mandy. May I jump in because I might die at any moment from the incredible cold we have here, and uh, it is uh, uh, the great genius, the great genius Adam Smith, who's basically founded and codified uh, modern economics. Uh, his his original book was called. I'm, I'm trying to find the exact title, but it's something like on the images of of, uh, of a human understanding, and uh, they are just. Uh, it's just, uh, and he, what he said was the basis of civilization itself was what he called fellow feeling, which is to say that if you could imagine how other people, if you would want other people to feel about you and then feel that way about them, that is how you get civilization. And uh, there, but there are many people in this country, I'm sorry to say, who say, well, if you're a Jew, you don't deserve to have any understanding. If you're a Catholic, you don't deserve to have any understanding. If you're a Southerner, you don't deserve to have any understanding. If you're a woman, you don't deserve to have any understanding. But uh, Adam Smith said, no, if we all have some understanding for our fellow man or woman, uh, that will get us to the place of uh, feeling for everyone. And that is the basis of civilization and law itself. If we take into our souls and codify the notion of how we should feel about other people, that gives us a very good system of laws. Well said, Mandy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think um, part of civilization is connecting with your fellow human. And the best way to do that is uh, at times to put yourself in their shoes. Um, yes, then, well put, well put, well put. And then go up and, and engage with them. Back to the point about the president, though, being very dismissive of a woman who lost not one, but two of her sons. Um, that's just... It's so it's so different than what we did see with President Trump. He was very good at connecting with people. Do you remember watching his State of the Unions where he would bring people up? Um, and you could tell just by watching them that, um, yes, it, it, there was a there was a showman element to it. But it was so powerful because it was authentic. It was genuine. There was a genuine connection. And that's something that's certainly missing from the White House right now. And the fentanyl crisis. It's gotten totally out of control to the point now, I'm sure you've seen pictures. This was maybe a couple months ago, but there were rainbow fentanyl. So they're, they're literally oh, trying so you're to- kidding. You are kidding. They're trying to make it look like candy? Yes. 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 Uh, how can people be so hard-hearted? Really? Uh, really? How can people be so hard-hearted? I'm hard sure part of that is to smuggle it in, but nonetheless, children and people will get a hold of that. But Mandy, go on. No, that's exactly right. Well, I, yeah, I, it's. Uh, I think. I think it's maybe it's partly smuggling, but I also think it's partly that they, the powers that want to destroy this country, um, they want to go after youth. Um, they, they're obviously going after you know the eighteen to 24, 25 year olds that are are reaping significant um, consequences from the fentanyl epidemic. But they're even targeting younger children than that. And if the president stood up and did just an inkling of his job at the border, he could actually make a tangible difference to the tune of saving people's lives. But he's so flippant about it, flippant about it, um, because he continues to choose his allegiance to politics of the far left than to do what's right for the American people. Well, this is really a very true and very powerful sentiment. And uh, the book I was looking for in my uh, poor ancient brain that Adam Smith wrote uh, on this subject was called The Theory of Moral, moral Sentiments. And he mm -hmm. asked, where did morality come from? And he said, 
It comes from the very basic act of wondering how other people would feel about me if I did such and such a thing, which I know to be wrong. And, and I know they would not like me for it and they want to sanction me for it. And therefore, I will try to build my little portion of society and the works of man by uh, not doing these bad things. And if I do, I'm expecting punishment for it. And uh, that is something that Mr. Trump was extremely good at. And so was Mr. Reagan in a very, very big way. He started and, uh, it, by the way. Oh, I wouldn't say started. I, no, I thought the White House the, thing. The White it's House. In the, it's in the Bible. No, no, no. I was, I was sorry. I was not paying attention for a second. I was looking at your Adam Smith thing. He started that at the White House presenting people. Sorry, go on. Oh, well, hey, actually, that, that also has been done for a long time. Oh. Even if there are newsreels of FDR doing that. But uh, I, I wonder if people realize that Mr. Trump, who had the uh, reputation of being such a starker, Yiddish word, being a tough guy, uh, was really, in fact, a person of very advanced moral sentiments and uh, very advanced feelings for his fellow man and woman. Uh, and uh, this is something which is sadly lacking in us. And I, I see this in my, uh, in my world here in Los Angeles. Jude and I both have the privilege of living in the, the new center of Arctic cold in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. And uh, what we, what I see in, in this uh, building where I own a couple of units uh, that I, I, I bought a long time ago, and I don't know, I use them occasionally just to take long naps, long naps, but. Uh, there are a couple of African-American gentlemen who work there at the um, as valets and one is a manager and they have a million jobs. It's a pretty big building. There are a million jobs. And uh, these men have such a feeling for each other and for us poor, pathetic tenants. And uh, out of that has come, I think, a, a genuine alternate so alternative civilization in the coldness of Los Angeles and the coolness of uh, West Hollywood where people really do think, well, gosh, I better not do such and such a thing because I would not want anyone else doing that to me. And uh, that's a very powerful feeling. And I think I think uh, Mr. Trump has that. I'm going to give you this example again, which I'm, I will tell you uh, again, but the celebrity is a big part of news. When Mr. Nixon was moving from the West Coast to the East Coast, he wanted to buy an uh, apartment uh, or rent an apartment in Manhattan and some of the tenants in those buildings, very, very, very fancy buildings, where there's still incredible snobbery and racism, said, oh, no, no, he's a, he's a working, came from working class origins. And his father was a, a working man, a bus driver. And also uh, he was involved in a lot of controversy. He went after our favorite person, Will. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. And, and uh, Aldrin Hiss. And, uh, they wouldn't let him in. They would not let him in. And uh, now uh, Mr. Trump went up to him and said, uh, Mr. President, any building of mine that I have any influence in or ownership of, you're in already. I'm not, I'm not going to let people keep you out because of your political views and the fact that you took a stand. I, and I'm just not going to let that happen. And I can't think of other people who own property who in the high office in this country who have taken a moral stand about their property the way he did. It's an amazing story. And they corresponded for years. Uh, and Mandy, uh, I, I think about two things, but I'll tell my personal story, which is a very close friend of mine who suffers from major alcoholism, who uh, on a on a big stage embarrassed herself on camera in front of an, a major a televised event. And he called her the next day and he said, is everything all right? And she said, 
no, no. He said, if there's anything I could do for you, you let me know. And that was it. And then I, I want to remind people when Robert Kraft's wife died, Donald Trump called him every week for the first year, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, for the show, you know, for the, for the first year of mourning in Judaism is a first 11 months is very important. He called him once a week. And Mandy, the, the next thing is the East Palestine thing of that. You can't fake what he did with going there. You, yeah, it's a political move, Mandy. But buying yeah. everybody burgers and going to McDonald's, that's Donald Trump. OK, yeah, that's the best of him. It really is. Um, it, it was uh, I saw that. And I I mean, I had the reaction I'm having now. I was very, very happy, sort of sort of that warm heart feeling. But that is who he is. Um, and uh, that's what that's what you saw a lot of when you did directly interact with him. Um, I had the I had the privilege of briefing him a couple times and uh, it was always he was the quietest person in the room. He was always listening and he would always ask short, straightforward questions, but he would, he would listen. He's an intense listener. Um, and I think that's a really important part of understanding the people around you, what they're going through, whether you're doing a Oval Office briefing or whether you're going out to a community that is literally hurting um, and hurting for reasons that are one outside of their control and then complicated by the fact that this administration refused to show up for two weeks. They didn't send any senior officials because they were hoping that the media would just brush it under the rug and they could move on with their their uh their climate agenda everything's okay don't worry about this look over here at this shiny object um approach to america but president trump showed up and it was so powerful and he was just his real raw authentic self and yeah there's political benefit but um whether there was political benefit or not he would have showed up he would have brought the water because he really does care and he would have brought himself. I'd say not only the water, but he would have brought himself. I mean, to me, I know that along the border, the southwestern border of the U.S., there are millions of Americans who live in regular type houses and apartment houses, ranches often. And they're fairly isolated. They're being attacked every day by waves of immigrants. The immigrants may be fine people. They may be great people. They haven't been checked. They haven't been vetted. They haven't been searched. They haven't been uh, disarmed if they're carrying weapons. And uh, the, the administration, the federal government, which uh, spends untold amounts of money on various things, cannot send an airplane carrying the president to go down there and say to the people there, we really sympathize with you. Because, you know, I don't think he does really sympathize with them. And uh, it's really uh, almost criminal that the president of the United States has simply said, we are going to abandon a large part of a sovereign country, namely the United States of America, to invading forces. And I, President Trump never did that. He never will do it. Uh, I don't think any Republican would do it, but certainly the last one that would do it would be uh, this wonderful Mr. Trump, whom uh, people think of as a thug. He is really a very warm-hearted person. And I want to juxtapose this to, because uh, I, I want to get to really what the woman probably wanted to hear today. And uh, Bibi Netanyahu in Israel had to make a shiva call. And for people that are not familiar with that, when if somebody dies in your family, you sit shiva for seven days. You sit, you sh shiva means seven. You and uh, people come to you, and they come. You're not you, you're not really supposed to leave your house or listen to music or do anything. And Bibi went to this family's house, which in Bibi's case. It's it's not the first time he's had to do it. He's had he had to do it with his own parents when his brother died uh, in Antebi and watch watch his mother uh, literally fall to the floor because she knew that 
that was why he had driven to, I believe, the University of Pennsylvania from MIT. She literally fell down and he was she was sitting there with him. And she said, I just want security. We just want security. And he, he pretty much made the promise of security, you know, that, that, that this is this is no more. We have to we have to stop this. And uh, it's a very just an absolute, absolute, totally separate picture, Ben. It's a totally separate oh. world that these two are living in. And imagine if Biden had come out today and said, we're going to get these fentanyl bastards. We're in, your sons. Your sons are not going to have died in vain. We are going to go to that border and, and get and, and get a handle on this. But as Mandy said, they just can't do it, Ben. Well, they can't do it because there's a, they are afraid that they all seem to be offending Hispanic Americans or any other kind of immigrant Americans. I mean, they have reasons for not doing it. Unfortunately, they are not what I would call conventionally moral reasons, but they are reasons. But it's wicked of them to do what they're doing. There, there are certain things in life that are bad and worthy of criticism. And then there are some that are so bad that they are what I would call wicked. And that to not help the citizens of America, who are citizens every much as Mandy and Judah and I are, and, and not say to them, we are going to devote the power and might of this country to helping you be safe on your farms and your ranches. That that's, to me is astonishing that he wouldn't do that. It's just astonishing. I, I can't understand it. I don't know what the... Uh, answer that the White House is giving out today is, uh, but something that has got to stop and we've got to have some kind of reception uh, into our hearts, not just into our, our talking points at a press conference, some kind of reception into our hearts of the suffering of these poor people. God bless them. You're completely right. And Mandy, uh, uh, it's, uh, I was just thinking about this as Ben was eloquently speaking, eloquently speaking, and I was thinking to myself, this regime and the Democrats made Americans hate each other more for not wearing masks, for not thinking, not wanting to get the jab, for not wanting to do these things than actually being mad at the people that put this upon us. What a, what, what a con job they actually did to the you had actual Americans and you still do who loathe people because they didn't get vaccinations or, or are not wearing masks. Or the produce aisle. Yeah. That's that, that's that's exactly that's exactly right, Mandy. What what a, what a good job they did, and they did they did a brilliant brilliantly. They spun it around. Never let a good uh, uh, thing go to, go to waste. Go to waste. And we have to now. And now we have to look at the fact that there are other incredibly, unbelievably serious crises facing us in wonderful, wonderful country, this glorious America. There is war, not just a facsimile of war, not just threats, not just people shaking their fists at each other or rattling their swords or sabers at each other. There's an actual war going on in South Central Europe. And who would have thought that in our time we would see a war, another war in Europe? I, I must say I didn't. Yes, in, in Southeastern Europe, where it merges with the Middle East, yes, because the Middle East has always been coming very volatile, has always been a very volatile region. But in civilized Europe that has some of the great art, artistic and cultural artifacts of the world, that there would be mass bombings from thousands of miles away by the Russians aimed exclusively at innocent civilians. Who would have thought that possible? And uh, who would have thought that uh, we, we, would, we would be, yes, we would, would be helping the Ukrainians and God bless them. I, 
I feel much more strongly about this than our host does. But uh, I think both Republicans and Democrats feel as if, if we don't stand up for these people who are being murdered at a distance for no other crime except being born in Ukraine, uh, there is not much, uh, not not much good that can be said about them. And then I'll, I'll go to the off and go to the other side of the world to uh, Taiwan, and those people have been our friends since Taiwan was founded in 1949 by fleeing nationalist Chinese, but always been on our side. And uh, now we're, we're, they are threatened every day by China, the Chinese superpower. And uh, yes, getting into a fight with the Chinese superpower is no small thing. It's a gigantic undertaking, uh, but we are still a very powerful country and we can make the Chinese think twice about doing it. And I say, if we don't do that, we don't show much of the moral empathy that we expect from the United States of America and that the whole world expects from the United States of America. I think you're 100% correct on this. And I don't think Biden's doing anything with China, with China Mandy. And it's also uh, no surprise that uh, uh, that in Brazil, who we allowed uh, Luna to get elected in, we without a doubt had fought a proxy voting for him to get in this criminal Luna who's over there in Brazil is allowing Iranian ships to dock in Brazil. And uh, we're simply doing nothing about it. We're, we're, yes, we're helping the Ukraine. Uh, but this thing with China, we're doing nothing. And Iran has 84% enrichment. Okay. China's buying, you're getting uranium that reports today. This is some serious stuff, Mandy. And Ben, is 100%, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with Ben. This is a hundred, you're a hundred percent correct. My thesis is a little different, but I, I agree with you. This is scary, frightening stuff, Ben, Mandy. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just think it's it's all a consequence of weak leadership here in the United States. Yes, we are a powerful country, but if we don't have a leader that's willing to stand up and defend the interests of people here in the United States, as well as abroad, then you see what is ultimately happening. And you also see he has brought in a lot of people from the cabinet level on down that do not know how to govern. So problems happen, those problems turn into crises because they don't know how to actually govern. And then they try to cast blame and dispersion and that creates more division. And so that's really, I feel like what, as you were, as you were talking, Ben, I was just thinking the thing that defines this administration to date is they've created more division, both domestically, whether you're talking about mask wearers versus non-mask wearers, the parents versus the teachers, uh, the, the people versus the science, quote unquote. Um, we could go on and on and on, but they've created so much division. And they're also doing that abroad by not standing up um, and pushing back for our allies at the moment that it could actually matter. Um, they took a weak need approach to the Ukraine situation It quickly devolved into what it is now. And you see them taking that same weak need approach almost to the point I feel like the media is grooming us, the public, to be accepting of the fact that some engagement, um, some some war type engagement with China is an inevitable outcome in the future. But it, it doesn't have to be if this president and this administration would actually stand up and do their job and defend the interests of this country. Well, it reminds me very much of uh, something like, well, you two are way, way too young to, to uh, know about this. Well, you're not new. You're both well-educated people. But there was a very, very big battle in 1944 uh, in Western Europe uh, called the Battle of the Bulge, in which Hitler, so to speak, picked up the dice and rolled his last dice to try to break through the uh, British, American, and Canadian lines uh, in France and Belgium. 
and get to Antwerp and divide the British and American forces and uh, so, and then somehow uh, push them out. There never was much chance that it would work, but it had a certain uh, daring uh, flash to it. And uh, that, that was a really, really brave thing. And another president, another leader would have said, uh, well, gosh, we better back off a little bit here. Uh, I don't, we don't know if we want to get involved in something this, this bad. Another leader said, where the hell did Hitler get all this stuff? We thought he was already dead and buried. And, uh, but he wasn't by not by a long way. And, uh, I, I think something like that is happening in Europe where people are saying, oh, where, where did the Russians get all this stuff? Well, they, they have an incredibly vibrant arms industry in Russia, always have, have always been great experts in producing, uh, artillery in particular and anti, anti aircraft rockets in particular. Uh, I would like to see an America which stands up and says, we have the most sophisticated industrial plant in the world, and uh, we have a lot of scientists, and we are going to figure out a way to get back at the Russians. And we're going to go to our friends in Israel, and we're going to say, you guys, we've had our uh, disagreements in the past. We've stood up for you. You've stood up for us. But you guys are the world's acknowledged experts in anti-missile technology. Let's get together and let's build a system which is going to protect America, from the Chinese and rock and Russian and, 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 right Iran, and the Iranians and the North, exactly, exactly and the right. North Koreans. Exactly. And I was exactly thinking, right. I, I exactly was thinking, right. Judah. I was thinking about this, Ben, because I really don't disagree with you. That what we're, where we separate on is my trust. There's been such a lot and we've discussed so many things and getting back to the empathy part and the, and, and the division that they've brought on this country. It's it's very hard for a lot of Americans to trust, to trust that they're doing the best that they can, as Mandy brought up, that we're actually that we actually have diplomacy on the ground, that we're trying to that we're actually trying to do stuff. And and it, 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 call me crazy. And I'm not just blaming this on Democrats. I'm blaming this on Republicans beforehand with Bush going into Iraq, Obama with the continuation Americans have a big trust issue with our CIA, with our FBI, with all these organizations. And, and I got to tell you, they're not doing a great selling job on building up trust in Americans, as you're explaining of this axis, axis of evil that's, that's not just Europe. And going to the Middle East, I know people think Europe, Middle East is Europe, but it's actually Asia. But uh, there's a lack of trust, Ben. I don't know how you get that back. It's a lack of trust, and it can be overcome, but it must be overcome by work. It's interesting. After World, after Pearl Harbor, a group of very important men, and I guess at that time there were no women in the room, but now now there are, and and they and they said, right, "What are we going to do? Japan is very thoroughly armed. They have much better aircraft than we do. They have more aircraft carriers than we do. What do we do about? It? Do we just sit around and whine?" And uh, the, the top guys, top admirals in general, said, "No." We have the most advanced industrial plant in the world. We're going to catch up, and we're going to catch up damn fast. And we did. And uh, I think we can do that now in uh, Ukraine, and we can do this now in uh, in, in East Asia with the Chinese communists uh, holding a gun to the heads of the Taiwanese. It can be done. It takes guts. I've said this before. I'll say it again. My best friend at the White House was a man named Peter M. Flanagan, who was a, an incredibly brave genius. He had been a Navy fighter, carrier pilot, and uh, trying to land a fighter at night in a, on an aircraft carrier while the Japanese are shooting at you. Right, man. No easy thing, and he did it. And you know how he said he did it? He said, 
He told me uh, several times, I looked at the guy ahead of me, I said, oh, this guy was in flight school just ahead of me, and he was a dope. If he can do it, I can do it. I feel the <laughs> same, same way about America. If we, if our grandparents, great-grandparents could do it, we can do it. Ben, you bring up such a brilliant point, and I think this is why you're so important to the world. It really is. Well, that's and very kind it, of you. It really is. And Mandy, what I was just thinking about is, um, you know, in 1969, we obviously, you know, watching Top Gun, that's when we set up Top Gun. And I believe it was very quickly to, for aerial combat, uh, mm -hmm. for learning, for teaching people how to dogfight. In the late 70s, we set up the Delta Force. It had a few mishaps when it first started, but they've been a very successful organization. We set these things up to combat the evil that we knew we would be facing the e and the evil that's around the world. I don't even hear those words. OK, there's real evil around the world that we have to face. I, I, I get it. it. This is one of those things. Yes, I agree with everybody out there that if Trump were if Trump was in office, this doesn't happen. But he's not right now by hook or by crook. He's not in office. And we're in this situation, Mandy. And it's, it's a very frightening situation. But to Ben's point, people don't realize how weak our defense is right now. And I don't mean how how we have we really need to build our defense build it, and build it fast yeah build and, it fast. and build and we can build it fast mandy yeah yeah no we we can i i like to think that there are people who are actively working on it just knowing some of the military folks um that i've worked with in the past and then stay in touch with presently um i i like to think that they there are people who take the job very seriously and are doing the things so that we are prepared um, to the extent there's a gap in that. I have all the faith in the world that um, our men and women in the military can absolutely catch up in the way that they have in the past and absolutely deliver those results, Ben, that, that you were talking about. But the problem right now is all we're hearing in the media um, and from this administration is how uh, they they check a lot of boxes that are important to the diversity, equity, inclusion crowd. Um, we aren't hearing about the real role, the real mission of the Department of Defense and and how our troops are ready, trained and prepared for whatever, whatever may come our way to keep the country safe. Um, so, I, again, I, I think that work is occurring, but it's under the radar because this administration is so focused on appeasing those check the box groups um, than actually than actually trumpeting the things the American people could actually stand to hear at this moment in time that uh, we not and the rest of the world, mind you, we may have a weak president, but our military is not undermined and not impacted by the fact we have a weak president. We are still going to be ready and we will come to defend our allies in a time of need. And, we, and we'll, we'll do something else that I think President Trump is the only president I've heard do this since President Nixon, which was to say to our allies and dear allies, dear Britain, dear France, dear Germany, dear Italy, uh, you are our friends. You've got to get cracking. You, you, you have a lot of industrial power there. We need you all get to work right now or you're going to wake up one morning and find out that the Russians are just looking over your border and uh, about to come in and eat your porridge. Uh, We've got to get to work and we've got to get to work soon. And yeah. I, and by the way, I, I have a number of African-American people that I have the privilege of working with day by day, and they are just as patriotic as everybody else. They are, many of them have already been to war for the United States of America. They're willing to go to war again for the United States of America. I want to see that as long as they're willing to go, we're going to arm them, train them, and we're going to treat them with the exact amount of respect 
that the white soldiers get treated with. And we're going to get to war on this and we're going to win. We're not going to win in the same sense that uh, uh, Grant beat Lee at the expense of Appomattox. It's not going to be a, a grim end to the war for the Russians. But they'll at some point say, we're sick of this. That's all. They're already starting to be serious demonstrations in Russia. Not that serious, but but, but somewhat serious against the present government. I think, Mr. Uh, it's horrible to say this, but I'm afraid it's true. It's horrible for the Russians, not for us. M Mr. Trump sees, and Mr. Uh, Biden could see if you wanted to see, that there are already Russians aplenty for saying, Comrade, why, exactly right. did you, why did we need to go to war? We yeah. didn't, there's nothing in Ukraine that we needed because anything we wanted, we could have grown or built ourselves or bought ourselves. We did not need to go to war. Now our children are dead and they're never coming back to us. Why did we need to do this? Please, let's have peace. Peace is the, is the goal, the ultimate goal of the human spirit. Please, Mr. Please, 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 Mr. Biden. Let's get on the gear in the gearbox here and shift us into peace gear. But, you know, you're raising such a good point. But Mandy and I brought this up with Ben. The Democrats have had, excuse my language, a hard on for this guy. And well, and well, they should in a way that he's an evil son of a bitch, Putin. And as I always said, and I brought this up with Ben, uh, when 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 and I brought this up on the show, when uh, Trump would refer to she as his friend and, he, you know, and he was good friends with Kim Jong and they were pen pals and his pal over. But he knew how to handle dictators. OK, he knew how to handle and talk about them. And I loved how the media always pretended that Trump actually thought he was friends with Xi and Putin, like they were like best buds and him and Kim Jong, you know, every night were screenshotting together on Snapchat. And he, he just he knew this is you, you, you have to treat them with a certain a modicum of respect. But at the same time, you go vicious and hard on them, Mandy. You go, and you build and you build weapons, you build mm -hmm. weapons. Look, this country used to have the largest industrial plant in the world. We could do it again. We took America and Germany and France and England and Italy together. We still have the biggest industrial plant in the world. We can get out of our own way. We can stop whining. We can stop bending down and genuflecting before the communist Chinese. We can say, look, we can build. We're sorry in the past we built and we uh, lorded over you and condescended to you. But we're not going to be ordering one from column A, one from column five, one from column six and so forth. We are going to say we treat you with a very, very high degree of respect, but no more wars, gentlemen, no more wars. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I think that President Trump, again, he understands people. Um, and I think that's indicative of, of having empathy. But he also understood how to placate uh, their, their, their egos, so to speak. Um, and to, you know, give the perception of the relationship that they wanted, but while also um, exuding strength and that if they stepped out of line, he was ready, willing and able to do what was necessary to get them back in line. And nobody wanted to cross President Trump. Um, that's true. I then, as you were talking about um, the weapons, building up the weapons, one of the things too, my mind went went to is that so many of our weapons these days, modern we weapons are dependent on uh, the cultivation and the development of minerals, um, critical certain types of critical minerals. And we have 
offshored so much of that. And this administration continues to shut down access to the mining of these minerals that we need, certainly for their fully electrified future, but also for things like our advanced weapons system. So, you know, if, if we're thinking about this holistically, obviously the building out of weapons is important, but onshoring the back end supply chains to make sure that we're not dependent on China to give us the 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 uh, the, the the element that we ultimately need with the critical minerals to ultimately build the weapons we'll need to uh, stand strong against them. Um, this administration continues to, to shoot themselves in the foot in so many fundamental ways. And it, it was just a couple weeks ago that they literally revoked um, mining access and a, and a multi-decade mining permit in this area where there is an abundance of these minerals that we could use in the event we need to quickly shore up our weapons system. We have it here in the United States, but that's just one other aspect. This administration is shutting down and making us vulnerable to people abroad that want to cause harm to that want to cause us harm. And we don't want it. And we don't need it. And uh, I think uh, Mr. Ba Mr. Obama, to the embarrassment of many of uh, his fellow Americans, especially uh, I think all of us three, began his terms a long time ago by going around the world apologizing for America. No more apologizing. We don't need to apologize. We've been the most generous, kind-hearted country in the history well of the world. When we beat the uh, Germans and, uh, and the Italians and the Japanese in World War II, we didn't go in there and occupy the countries and rape all the women there, unlike the Russians. We, uh, we went to work trying to build them up and make them into the bastions of uh, democracy and prosperity that they could have been. We can we we, we can do that again. We we have got some very very strong allies out there. Czech also Czech Republic, Skoda Works can have them go to work for us. We have uh, for all of us for them too. We can do this this, this yep. thing, guys and gentlemen. And uh, to pretend that we have to go around hat in hand is I beg your pardon. We don't need to do it. You're raising you're raising a great point, and but you, when you're talking about cooperation, and it's not just military, and you got me thinking about with Israel, right? And we've joked that nobody in Israel, nobody in Iran, ever raises their hand and says, "I'm a nuclear scientist." Um, you never have a person out loud on their mailbox saying, "Deliver to this nuclear scientist over here," because it's basically. And I'm and and I'm very frightened, Ben. Uh, and I think a lot of people are about our intelligence, our intelligence community. Now, when you think about it, you have a lot of Russian Americans that speak that 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 know the that we. I don't. I, I really question how meant how much intelligence we have in China and how much intelligence we have in Russia. How we let it get to this point, and I do blame a lot of this stuff on the lack of intelligence in in our in our intelligence community. As uh, and I think we could learn a lot of lessons from our friends of not just building up defense, but learning how to actually get real intel, Ben. Because we are so we, we need it very badly. We've had uh, it's heart rendering, as my beautiful wife would say. But uh, we are, have spent way too much of our energy making sure that people are politically correct, making sure there's the right amount of diversity. No, we want to find out what's going on, what the capabilities of the Chinese and the Russians and the North Koreans are. That's what we want to find out. The Fuhrer, a horrible, horrible person, I mean, a really horrible person, they don't make them any worse, said the task of wars is to fight and win, I'm sorry, a bigger pardon, of armies is to fight and win wars. That's what the task of the intelligence community in this country is. 
to get information so that we can, if need be, fight and win a war. They're not doing it. Instead, they have turned their capacities on themselves and on the United States of America and uh, they're not standing up to the real dangers anymore. This is a heart-rendering situation. It's just, just no, no excuse for it, except that it occurred to the people within the uh, Democrat Party. Uh, gee, we've got this uh, giant intelligence apparatus out lying around here. Uh, let's put them to work undermining the Republican Party. Words and, I uh, never thought Ben Stein would say, Mandy, from the bottom of my heart. I, I, I really never thought. I, it, well, it, I'm only saying about some of them. Believe me. No, 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 no. I know. Ones. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but even that, in that case, and it's amazing, Mandy, how much it shifted from Democrats having such distrust in our intelligence community to now they believe everything our intelligence community says, including the 51 people, obviously, that swore uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation. All the former seriously, I, 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 all kidding aside with the Hunter Biden thing, Mandy, we had 51 former CIA intel officials saying it was it was disinformation. This is our intelligence community, Mandy. This is our freaking intelligence community. Yeah, and it's uh, again they they are they've been brought into the world of politics instead of gathering intelligence in the places where um, it would actually be beneficial. And maybe with that intelligence, we could avoid uh, could have avoided uh, the situation in Ukraine. And and hopefully they're getting to work right now, and we can avoid some situation um, with China invading Taiwan. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, it goes to show you it is this is the problem with bureaucracies that get so big and so out of control and unaccountable, then you will have 51 people that claim this mantle of, of what historically has respected, used to be respected, like, oh, wow, this is the intelligence community saying something. And it's a lot of people, they're saying it in tandem, it must be true. But that just isn't the case. And they've abused it to the point where the American people don't have faith in these institutions that actually do have a legitimate purpose. And it's the very people that are there that think that they're above and beyond any degree of accountability. They've got looped into this political aspect and it really is undermining something that is vitally important to the safety and the security of this country. I, you know, I, I gotta say, cause well, but- I, Ben, I gotta give a shout out right now. Cause Mandy, I just really thought about it. We, we really, uh, there should be statues of Richard Nixon everywhere. Cause Richard Nixon, went against the bureaucracy. He went against the State Department. God bless you, God bless and, you. And he went, he, he, was, he, he was willing to go to DEFCON 2, right? To save, DEFCON 2, to, DEFCON 2. To save Israel. He, he, and he, he chose to go against the evil that is the unelected bureaucracy. And it, it did, it, it, caught, it caught up with him, that and feckless Republicans, but it caught up with him. Very same thing with Trump. You gotta have a president, Ben, like the, these two that have enough well, overreason and balls to uh, stand up to these to, and, and, and go against the State Department and to hell with the consequences of what happens. Yeah, but we, we need those people. As I say, they have, they're not there. They have been uh, transformed into an inter- internal secret police working to subvert the Republican Party and uh, Republicans and conservatives all over the country. If they could take some of that energy and genius and uh, imagination, especially uh, that they are applying against the Republican Party and against conservatives generally, and use it to find out what the heck the Russians and the Chinese and the 
uh, Iranians and the uh, North Koreans are doing and relay that information to the, what used to be called the Strategic Air Command, I forgot its new name, and make sure that we know that we are in a position to uh, take care of our country and make sure that the, the, our enemies uh, around the world don't feel that they can bomb us and to totally destroy our society and get away with it. At present, I'm afraid that's what the CIA thinks that their job is to subvert the Republican Party. It's not to subvert or not, or even- And the know, FBI, and the right, FBI, and, 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 and the DOJ, obviously. So every uh, intelligence apparatus, uh, I, I, I trust the New York City Police Department way more to handling the security of our nation. Uh, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Uh, I want to thank, uh, as uh, we're not done quite done yet, but at, we are with at Mandy Gunasekra, who I got to tell you, Mandy, you, Mandy, for people that don't know, is a mother, she's a wife, she's running for office, and uh, <laughs> she's the future of the Republican Party. And uh, she works her butt off uh, to in everything. And she's the dream. And don't let anybody tell you differently. Don't let anybody tell you, as we've discussed, that marriage is very important. Don't having children is very important. Don't let anybody. I'm not married. I don't have kids, but I do think it's very important. I don't scoff at it in the slightest. I look at my parents' marriage. I look at Ben's marriage, and I, I look at these things, and it's important. And Mandy, you are the you are the true uh, vision of what it means to be the anti Gloria Steinem. You are proof that she, that all these people lived complete barren lives, Mandy. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, anytime I'm feeling bad, I just want to come on y'all's show and uh, or come on Ben's show and, and talk to y'all. But I I, I feel so strongly about, um, and I was actually at an event today advocating for something called the Women's Bill of Rights. It is uh, Women's History Month. Um, but I work with a group called the Independent Women's Forum. They have this legislation called a Women's Bill of Rights. And what it ultimately does is it codifies the existing interpretation of what of sex-based policies. Um, and that is under an intermediate scrutiny standard, which means how it applies. That's why we have different bathrooms for girls and boys. It's why there's different spaces for privacy and protection for men and women. Um, and if we do not codify this right now, we've seen what the left will do. They're trying to skew what it means to be a man or a woman um, to, to feign that they cannot interpret it and it's a part of this larger effort to attack the family, to attack relationships, and to turn people away from, from being <clears throat> individuals. It's part of this bigger picture, bigger fight. But um, I feel so strongly about it. And, and I have been blessed with a husband and wonderful kids. And, and it's a lot. But um, I, I, I don't take it for granted. And um, I, I do want to invest in my kids and then the things around them that I think will help make their lives better and something that they could that they can themselves have their own families and grow as well and i i'm eloquently put and i have to say uh, we, we're getting back a little at what we shot at the chinese before it became the red chinese or even the nationalist chinese when we had the british were selling making them compulsorily making the chinese buy large quantities of opium from the british uh, for gold, uh, one way the British got to build all those beautiful country estates we've all seen. Uh, 
It did that uh, with, with no sense of responsibility, the British, with no sense of responsibility or human decency, and it uh, undermined the uh, British to a tremendous extent, such that they could barely wage war against Adolf Hitler after Hitler had been beaten to a pulp by uh, the uh, attacks of the uh, Germans and by the shoot-downs of their own airplanes. Look, if the, if the Chinese, Red Chinese, and the Russians can use fentanyl and can use whatever else they're going to use, pornography and uh, whatever else they're going to use to, to destroy TikTok. the family in America. What did you say? Hip-hop, yes. And destroy TikTok. TikTok. What is TikTok? TikTok. Well, I know you. You'll have to explain it to me later. Anyway, um, and, oh, no, that's it. Anyway, if they can do that, if they can take, make a big dent out of the, take a big dent out of the family, they've won the war. And uh, that would be a terrible, terrible shame. I think people are happiest when they're standing up for their own families and their own families don't have to be people's names are on their birth certificate. They can be close friends. They can be people that, are, that they love. They do not have to be uh, members of the uh, same family. And uh, I live with my, as I've said, hundreds, maybe thousands of times, maybe millions of times. I live with my big wifey and her nurse and my nurse. And uh, we are there just uh, laughing and scratching all day long. And, uh, why not? Why not? These are this is this is, this is my family, and we stick together and admire each other for sticking together and admire America for being our home. I day after day I get up and I think I cannot believe that my ancestors and relatives were herded into gas chambers by people acting on the basis of science from the Third Reich that said that certain people, namely Aryans, pure Aryans, as they call it, completely made up uh, biological concept, uh, were better and needed to be uh, protected by gassing on shoes. Uh, to think we don't ever have to do that. We don't ever have to be anywhere near people doing that. We have to just stand up for our America. That's great. That is a great way to begin the day, to begin the day by saying, Thank you, God, for letting me be an American is a great way for beginning the day. And it works very well. And let's get everybody into the pool. Let's get everybody in, in the picture. Everyone, there's something for everyone to do in this picture. My daughter-in-law uh, works uh, taking care of disabled children and special needs children. Uh, my son sometimes does the same. Uh, there's plenty to be done. You don't have to be wearing a uniform. You don't have to be in the CIA or the FBI. There's plenty to be done to keep America together and keep America punching. Extremely well said. And um, every, you're right in the rants about, about what's going on. But we can change things one thing at a time. As we see Mandy's running for office, that's the first thing people could do. And people do are fighting back. They're fighting back against, uh, they're trying to do their best to, to, to fight back against the, um, uh, is, is what Disney's doing to our children. Which is well, a, what is that? What is you know, you with the cartoons the with, the, with the cartoons? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god, with, that, that's something that's with, something incredible. With, with uh, and but what's important is that we hold our values and we hold the line. And I really like what you said about family because I, you know, I, I, I don't get my mother who has a broken elbow, and some people know my father's been very sick for a long time. I, I, I'm blessed that I have brother in laws and sister, uh, sisters that live near them and get to take care of them. And I get to and I, I get to be there for Ben and I get to be there for wifey and take her to the dentist today and be an honor. And it sort of makes me feel good that I get I can't be there always for my parents, but I get to be there for 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 you. And I think that's an extremely important thing is love kind of you indeed. Is, 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 is real love. And uh, as we're running out of time, Mandy, um, 
I just want to say uh, it, it's really every poll right now is showing Trump with uh, double digit leads. He's totally taken over. It's and I know there are going to be these never Trumpers and these never Republicans, but you can't. It, it, it's like, what do you do? It's like, I still don't get it. He's the guy. He, the, DeSantis isn't trending. He's just not. Other people aren't trending. Let's get behind this guy starting now, Mandy. Yeah, uh, we'll all be better for it. Um, and uh, I, I agree. It's it's President Trump's to win. And he's in it. He's going to fight for the things he believes in and the people that he loves so much, which we are blessed and fortunate. That is all of us in this country. Um, whether you're in East Palestine, Ohio, whether you're in Decatur, Mississippi, or whether you're in Manhattan, New York, or somewhere in between, um, he, he, the way he was a president and the way that he assigned responsibilities across his presidency was to take care of any Americans in need. Um, and that is so important. That's what's missing right now. And that is what we need to get back. Perfect. And we and we will and we will and we got, will. Got, with God's God. with God's help with God's help with, God willing we will please please I have a man who works for me who's uh, a nurse a very wonderful man and uh, he everything he says he says in Jesus name and uh, in God's name we do to say please 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 help get America back in gear and uh, help America be the America for the Americans that we grew up knowing and loving. And I don't care whether you're black or white or yellow or green or whatever the hell you are. You, I know, I know because I work with a lot of African-American people. They love America too. And they love a country where they can worship God without being bossed around by the government. Well said. And just to say, Jay Wink, I, I get that you're sick of the equality message. Ben had a great quote. Uh, you could find it somewhere. It's everybody should deserves a cattle. Everybody should be able to get a cattle. Everybody it was something about a Cadillac. You should, everybody could get a cat, but not everybody deserves a Cadillac. And uh, there's an old quote you said years ago, Ben, and uh, we agree with you completely. Not every, there's no deserving. It's not about equality for everybody getting Cadillacs. Uh, I, and on that note, I uh, want to thank everybody. I want to thank the rumblers, the ranters, the truthers, uh, I want to thank everybody that was in the ranch. We have a lot of more people that have been watching and listening and from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, you can find us at benstein.substack.com. That's benstein.substack.com. Uh, you could find Mandy Gunasekra. Mandy, tell people quickly where they could find you. They can find me at Mandy Gunasekra on truth, Mississippi MG on Twitter or Mandy.ms. Um, you can follow my campaign and take a look at my issues. Um, perfectly said. Wink, if I didn't get your point, I'm sorry. Uh, I love you. No, no, I love you. I do love you. Why not? Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with loving many people. And, of course, you could find Ben Stein on Newsmax, Spectator.org, all over West Hollywood. And uh, you could find them here at the World According to Ben Stein. And we're truly blessed to have Ben Stein. We truly are. National treasure of of so much and the most intellectually honest person i have ever met uh outside of family members and uh truly one of the most intellectually honest people i've ever met and, uh, and on that note ben stein uh we'll see everybody saturday night would you like to take us out okay a lot of people are going to find this controversial i'm going to say it anyway from the halls of montezuma to the shores of tripoli 
We will fight our country's battles on the land, the air, and sea. First, we'll fight for right and freedom, then to keep our honor clean. We are proud to bear the title of the United States Marines. Perfectly sung. God bless you. God bless America. God bless Ukraine. God bless Russia. God bless China. God bless everybody. Please, God bless all these people. And uh, they get to their right minds. And God bless, of course, this great country. We'll see everybody Saturday night. We'll talk to you soon.